0: Thanks for joining us for another great message from Futures Church Australia. We hope it inspires you, encourages you, blesses you and brings you joy. For more information about our church, go online to futures.church. And now for our message. Now we are doing a series called Praise Comes First. See, when we as Christians and we as the church Fully engage in the weapon and gift of praise, miracles begin to flow. Do you believe it? Some of you. When you begin to praise, joy flows into your life. You can't be a grumpy praiser, I've found it, I've tried. But my atmosphere of my mind and my spirit changes. When you begin to praise, breakthrough comes. When you begin to praise, the atmosphere of your home begins to change. When you praise, the presence of God literally enters into the space where you're in. I've found sometimes when I feel, it's not that it's true, but I feel like, is prayer working? Let's be honest, has anyone ever felt that? It's working. But even when you don't feel like it is, there's something about when you start praising God for what you've been praying about, that suddenly faith enters your spirit. And what we've decided at the start of this year is we wanna start where we wanna end. So often you've got to choose where you want to be at the beginning of a year, not just for the beginning of the year, but where you want to be at the end of the year. And i tell you what I want in my life, what I want in our home, what I want in our church, is I want heaven to enter this room every single week. I want heaven to enter our house. I want the presence of God that brings His supernatural love and peace and grace and joy and power into our life. So what we do is at the start of the year, we're intentionally focusing on our gratitude, on our thanksgiving and on our praise because it makes a way for you and the church to have heaven enter in. What we wanna do is start jumping and leaping and praising God because He's changed our position, because He saved us, made us whole, and given us a future, amen? So we're starting at the beginning where we wanna be at the end. Let me bring you into something pretty cool. This week, my oldest boy, where's Jackson? Give us a wave, Jackson. Stand up, Jackson. I asked him to come up here and he refused. What a nugget. And, uh, but this week, he turns into a teenager. He turns 13 years old on Friday. And uh, that little baby boy when we first came here is now gonna be a teenager. And I've had a lot of people say, get prepared, Josh. You're gonna have a teenager in your house. And I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. Because I've been preparing for 13 years for this moment. In fact, I've been preparing for more than 13 years from the moment we got our first baby scan. Can I show you the scan of Jackson when he was in Shana's womb? This is little Jackson, right? Now, if you don't know what you're seeing there, On the left, that's his head. What you can't see is his right hand is laying down. His right hand is under his head and his left hand is up giving us a finger. Now, can you see, now we don't know which finger. It could be a thumb, could be a big thumbs up, g'day dad, or it could be one of those other digits. And we made a decision from this point onwards, because we don't know, we're getting prepared for the teenage years because we weren't gonna walk into it under repair. We don't know what we we're gonna get. It turns out it was a thumbs up because he's a good kid. But I tell you, for the last 13 years, I've made a decision. As for me, it's a peace sign. I like it, victory. It's like, as for me in my house, We're gonna serve the Lord. We've been in church every single week that we can. Every single night, we open the Word. He doesn't just hear the Word, He speaks out the Word. Uh, I've been trying to invest in our youth ministry, because all of our youth leaders, you're helping raise him in to be a young man. I haven't just found out, oh, he's turning 13, let's get prepared. I started at the beginning for who he's gonna be in these next years. But it's not about surviving the teenage years, I'm preparing him for when he's a man, when he's a dad, husband, when He's a dad because you choose now who you wanna be. Amen? See, what we want is not just to be where we are, at the end of the year, we wanna be more hungry, more desperate, more ready for the presence of God. I'm not satisfied till we see more souls, more miracles, more signs, more wonders, more of His presence. And I tell you the way we enter into the greatness and the more of God, it's through praise. Tell you what, we if you want to who wants an atmosphere of heaven in their home? Who wants heaven in the church? I tell you how you get there, you praise. See Psalm 150. Says, Praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, that's right here. Praise God in his mighty heavens. That's there. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Our occupation in heaven is going to be to praise. It doesn't matter about personality, it's not about energy, it's not about whether you're a worshipper or a praiser. When you get to heaven, you won't be able to help but praise. That's what makes praise so powerful here on earth is it actually is a sacrifice of praise because you have to praise whether you want to or not. In heaven, it'll be like you have no choice. You see Jesus and you won't be able to help but praise, which makes me feel like there is a higher, a higher level of praise that happens here because you get to choose to. So if we're gonna be doing it in heaven, we might as well start now because your nature there will be to breathe praise, to have an atmosphere of adoration and thanksgiving and praise. So if you want heaven in your home now, you have to start praising now. The problem is some of us are like, I'll start praising when I see heaven in my home. doesn't work that way. You start praising and you'll start seeing heaven in your home. You start praising and you'll see your circumstances change. Tell you why, because church, you're blessed. You're quiet when I say that. Claire Valley, Victor Harbor. You are blessed in Jesus' Name. In the south, in the city, in Salisbury, up the hills, here in paradise. Watch your line, you are blessed. Man, if you really believed it. This is what today, today's about you understanding how blessed you are. If you understood how blessed you were, your home would be filled with praise. From the moment we wake up, this is encouragement to get to a place you'd wake up with praise. In the most difficult of moments, even when you feel the pain or you look at the lack, you wouldn't be able to help but praise because you'd be convinced that you were blessed. What happens is this world, it dulls our perspective and it, and it changes how we see ourselves. So we mute our praise because we don't have what we want and because we don't have what we want, we don't end up praising Him. I'll give you an example. A couple of years ago, I had prescription sunglasses, and and I drove to Mount Barker to go preach. And uh, shout out to Mount Barker! Everyone, give a big welcome to all of our Mount Barker crew. We love you. I wore my glasses and I and I drove to the church so I could see and, and and I got out of the car and I went inside and and there was a prayer meeting just starting. So I joined in the prayer meeting and I'm jumping up and walking around and praising and high-fiving people and, and then we had a bit of a like a bit of a meeting to plan out the service and I'm in that meeting and, and then we jumped on the doors and, and as we do and, and I'm hugging people, I'm shaking hands, and, and then we started to praise God and I got down the front and I'm standing down the front and I'm praising God and I, and I'm right into it. And and then worship happens and I'm there lifting my hands and one of my good friends, for a long time, Brenton, was there and he came up to me and he said, aren't you cool today? I said, what are you talking about? He goes, look at you, superstar in worship. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, why are you wearing your sunglasses in church? I'm like no, 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 no way, no way, no way. Uh, uh, but what happened is, uh, is I got used to seeing through, uh, through things a little bit duller and a little bit shaded and a little bit different. My my perspective was adjusted and what happened is I got to a destination and I forgot to change my perspective. I got used to it and all of a sudden I just seemed a little bit too cool, a little bit too reserved, a little bit like I have it all together. You see, this is what the world does to you. When the world makes you compare to everyone else and look at everyone else and it shows you what you don't have and all you can see is what you want, you keep on the world's perspective and everything's dull and muted and reserved and you're just a little bit too cool. So we end up pulling Our up praise and we think I'll praise when I get what I want but you don't need what you want you need who you need and at the end of the day you've got everything you need when you need Jesus you need to take off the lens that the world's put on you and get on the lens of praise that says I am blessed it's why Ephesians 1 says praise be to God it says praise be everyone say praise be says praise be to God who gives us everything Every spiritual blessing. Even if you're sick in body, you have every spiritual blessing. Even if you're in lack, you have every spiritual blessing. Even if your kids right now are not with God, you have every spiritual blessing. So you praise Him. You change the lens of your perspective. So today, I just felt on our first time gathering together in a live link, I wanna bless you, church. At the start of this year, I bless you. I bless your children in Jesus' Name. I bless your marriage in Jesus' name. I bless your finances in Jesus' name. I bless your mind in Jesus' name. I bless your health in the mighty name of Jesus. Some of you are wondering, well, you don't bless me. I don't receive that. That's sometimes our problem. We forget how powerful our words are. What happens is the Word goes in us But the Word's not meant to just go in you, the Word's meant to go through you and come out of you. So that when you speak His words, be careful that you don't speak representing God when He hasn't given you the Word, but if God's given you the Word, you have authority to speak that Word and it changes atmospheres. Like literally, this is what Elijah did, who never was filled with the Holy, wasn't filled with the Holy Spirit like us, who never knew Jesus like us, yet he goes to King Ahab in 1 Kings 17 and says, there will be no more dew or no no more rain in the land till I say. didn't even say till God says. He says till I say. How arrogant. No, not at all. He understands that when the Word of God comes to you and you speak the Word, you literally change the atmosphere of an entire nation. You can change the atmosphere of your lounge room, of your bedroom, of your boardroom, of this church room, just by the words you say. This is what Jesus is saying when He says, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You have the authority not just to hear the Word but speak the Word. And when you hear the Word and those around you hear the Word because faith comes through hearing and hearing through the Word of God, you literally have the ability to change the environment so that therefore because you know you are blessed, you can speak out blessing and before you're healed, before it changes, before you get the job, before they come back to God, you have the right and the requirement to praise Him with all of your might. Amen. All right, stand to your feet in every campus. Here we go, let's do this. Come on, in the tiers, in the balcony. Uh, Every campus that's listening, join me. Stand on your feet. You are blessed in Jesus' Name. And I will take authority from the Word and I wanna bless you today. And we're gonna praise God for the blessing. So today I declare a blessing on your children. If your kids are those kids that are near perfect or if they're not listening, Jackson, if they're close to the Lord or they're away from the Lord, if they're on the path or they've rejected the path, the Word says in Psalm 112, blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who finds great delight in His commands. Watch this, His children will be mighty in the land and the generation of the upright will be blessed. 27, 127 says, Behold, children are an inheritance from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Maybe you're here and you don't have kids yet. Well, you're thanking and praising in advance. Maybe you've got kids, you're praising for right now. Maybe you're a grandparent, well, you can still praise because. Proverbs says grandchildren are the crown of the age and the glory of children is their father's. Come on, for your kids, I declare, whether they're following Him or away from Him, whether they're with you or not with you, in Jesus' mighty Name, they are blessed, they are blessed, they are blessed, and in His Name, give Him praise, come on, amen, amen. All right, today I declare a blessing on your marriage. And if you wanna be married, you praise Him before you are, set the tone. So if your marriage is thriving or just surviving, if it's young or old, if it's romantic or if it's just gotten practical, if it's dreamy or if it's a nightmare. Proverbs says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and atta- obtains favour, which means obtains blessing from the Lord. 1 Corinthians says, love bears all things. Come on, if you're with that person, hold their hand. If you want to be with that person, don't touch their hand. No, love bears all things. Believe things, Hopes all things and endures all things. So for your marriage, your marriage to be what God has hard cut, what God has brought together, let no man separate. I declare it is blessed. It is blessed. It is blessed. If you believe it, give him thanks, give him praise, give him glory, for he is good. He's good. All right. Who needs blessing on their finances? Oh, you're with me now. Hey, it's real. So whether today you're in plenty or in lack, whether you're climbing the ladder or looking for work whether you have a nest egg or you can't afford eggs Philippians 4.19 says and my God will supply every need of yours according to His glorious riches in Christ Jesus Psalm 37 for I've been young and now I'm old yet I have not seen the righteous forsaking or His children begging for bread lift your hands right across this place Father I thank You that You own the cattle on a thousand hills that You take care of our needs so whether we're ill whether we're in plenty or whether we're able to be in abundant generosity, we give You glory and we give You thanks because we're blessed, because we're blessed, because we're blessed. In Jesus' Name, if you believe it, give Him a shout of praise this morning. Come on, at every campus, watch this, I'll show you in a moment. You don't get how much this pushes back the darkness. You don't get how much this changes the atmosphere. It's like joys come in the room all of a sudden. What about your mind? What about that restlessness, that lack of sleep, that fear, that regret? Whether it's your mind's clear or muddled, whether it's vision led or anxious, whether it's highly functioning or barely functioning, Philippians says, "And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus." Proverbs says, "Watch this when you, if you're restless at night." When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. In Jesus' mighty Name, I declare peace and joy and rest and grace and sleep in every person in this room. I I bless their mind, I bless their mind, I bless their mind, I bless their mind, I bless my mind and I give You glory, Lord Jesus. Come on church, give Him a shout of praise one more time. All right, last one, last one. Can you feel your spirits lift? It's not hype, it's the Word of God. And this is, this is what you get to do when your kids aren't listening. I bless you. They won't know how to handle it. When your husband frustrates you, smile and go, I bless you. You can tell him what he's not and curse him or you can bless him, because God put you together. When you want your boss's neck under your breath, bless you, you mongrel, bless you. Just bless you. Just bless you. Just bless you. What about your health? Who needs a healing here today? You know what's good news? You're healed in Jesus' Name. Hey, maybe the body's trying to catch up, but the Word says something different to maybe what the doctor report says, or maybe the muscles felt when you got up. So despite the doctor's report, whether you're fit or you're fluttering, whether you're weak or strong, with energy or lethargy, Psalm 103 says, bless the Lord, oh my soul, come on, and forget not His, benefits who forgives all your iniquities and here it is who heals all your diseases one peter he bore our sins and the body on the tree that we might be we might die to sin and live to righteousness now here it is and by his wounds you are Heal, lift your hands in every room in Jesus' mighty Name. Your body is whole, your body is restored. He did what no doctor can do. He made a way on the cross in Jesus' Name. You are blessed, you are blessed, you are blessed. If you're believing in faith, in gratitude, in advance, give Him a shout of praise this morning. God, You're good, You're good. Amen. Come on, we've gotta be the church that still believes His promises are yes and amen, that we're the people that believe before we get the miracle, while we're walking in the miracle, and after we got the miracle. You just gotta choose to believe God's Word more than your mind, more than your will, more than your emotions, more than your body. You gotta choose to let your spirit, which comes alive with the Word of God, remember that praise is the breakthrough that leads me when I use His Word, I step through with thanksgiving, I enter into His presence, and His presence changes everything. So we need to be the people that remember, bless the Lord, all oh my soul, and forget not His benefits. I oh, give thanks to the Lord for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. I will bless the Lord, come on, in every campus, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be on my lips one more time. Lift your head, lift your voice, clap your hands, all your people, give Him a shout of praise. You're worthy. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're turning it around. We're blessed in Jesus' Name. We're the head and not the tail. We're above and not beneath. We're heirs with Christ. We're seated in heavenly places. That you prepare a table in the midst of our enemies. We give You glory. We give You honour. And we give You thanks. And every person that believed has said, Amen, Amen, Amen. Grab your seats. Good morning. You don't need me. You just need to choose. You are blessed. Do you believe it? You are blessed because of Jesus. Our problem is we often don't live this lifestyle. It may not always be this loud or energetic, but it's a choice, however it comes out. But we don't believe it because we don't have what we want. Because we think being blessed is getting what we want. Like, I got a great car park at the plaza. Blessed. (laughs) Running late to work, free traffic lights. Blessed. Got a great boyfriend. Hashtag blessed. Made Pavlova, turned out unbelievable. Blessing. That's what we think, we think, we think, when things happen the way I want, oh, I'm healed now, I'm better, that's when I'm blessed. The problem is that we can't define the blessing of God just by earthly things and by earthly comforts. Like I'll believe with you for them, we can go and ask for them, we can pray for them, but we can't define God's blessing whether you have what you want or not. So what is blessing? The blessing of God is not that you have what you want, it's that you have who you need. You are blessed, not because you have what you want. You need to catch this today. You are blessed because you have who you need. So it's not, I'll praise because I'm feeling good. It's not, I'll give thanks when I'm good. It's, I give thanks because He is good. And because He is good, I live with an enduring attitude of thanksgiving, gratefulness, and thanks, and I choose it before, during, and after, I get, if I get what I want. So in Acts chapter three, we see Peter and John, and they're walking to the temple. Acts chapter two, they're filled with the Holy Spirit, and now they're the temple of the Holy Spirit, but just because you're the temple of the Holy Spirit doesn't mean you stop gathering with the saints. So the next chapter, they go to church. That's what Spirit-filled people do. And on the way there, They see a gate and it's the entrance to the temple and there's a beggar at the gate. The gate's cold, beautiful. And sometimes what happens with us is on the way into the presence of God, we start begging and we take on a begging spirit. (laughs) And we go to God and our prayer life and our attitude becomes one of begging, which inevitably means that I put on a different pair of glasses, a different perspective, and it's only then when I get what I've begged for that I actually think that I'm blessed. So I'm saying, it's the wrong perspective. God never created you to be a beggar. He made you a child of God. My son, my boys, I don't ever want them to come and beg me for something. In fact, if they do, it's annoying. But they are allowed to come confidently and ask me for anything. And I'll determine if it's good for them. Sometimes we do this with God, we come and beg for something, but we're called to come and ask boldly. We can approach His throne boldly with our prayers and petitions. You have not because you ask not, but we also have to have a different attitude to begging. Instead of begging, we have to be praising for who we do have. So, so often we lose our praise because we're begging because of what we don't have, but our posture is never to be a beggar when you're an heir with Christ when you're seated in heavenly places, when, when, you're, you, you, when you sit with Christ, when you're a child of God, when you are that, you don't beg, you have authority to come and ask and then praise for who you already have. Amen? So this man, what happened is his condition affected the way he came into worship. Because of his condition, it stopped him from entering into the presence of God. You'd say it this way, his condition affected his position. His condition affected his position. And because of his condition, all he could do was look at the thing that was beautiful, but he could never enter in. All he could do was sit by something potentially helpful, but his condition affected his position. But this is the good news we find in Jesus Christ that he's about to find. When Jesus died and the and, and the curtain was torn, he made a way that every single one of us could change our position because he changed our condition. So because our condition has now been changed, because we are whole, we are renewed, and we are set free with Christ, no matter your condition, whether it be your health or whether it be your mind or whether it be your family or whether it be your personality or whether it be your finances, and answer whether it be your future, your condition no longer affects your position. In fact, it's now reversed. Your position in Christ can affect your position is that when you really realise that my position has changed and I am no longer a beggar but a son, I am no longer a beggar but an heir, you realise because my position's changed, I can take authority over my condition and no longer does my condition dictate my position, but my position has authority over my condition. That I now can speak to my condition from this place of authority and I can see transformation and change. You see, this man had it all wrong, but an encounter with Jesus changes everything. But sometimes we slip back to be beggars again. Like sometimes we're crippled by life circumstances. But when you know Jesus, your condition doesn't dictate your position, so you aren't a cripple. That the one of the sun sets free is free indeed. So therefore you are blessed, so you can praise God, amen? That if you're anxious, your anxiousness might be your condition, but it's not your position because he said there's a peace that surpasses all understanding. So while I feel this in the natural, I'm not led by my emotions. I'm not led by my soul or my body. I'm led by my spirit and my spirit has a position that leads my condition. So I'm taking authority over that anxiousness. That if you're here and maybe you're struggling, maybe it's to do with your past and that was the condition of your past but that condition doesn't have authority over your position because he took your past and he sent it as far as the east is to the west, he hides it behind a thick cloud, he sends it into the depth of the ocean where it can be found no more he makes you new, he's done a new thing, he created new wine out of old wine, he puts new wine into renewed wine skins, you are a new person in Christ therefore your old condition doesn't affect your position start to give praise because your Bless if you're like him and you're stuck, you no longer are stuck. Because now we have this ability to run with Christ and the path and the life that He's given us. So therefore, my condition doesn't affect my position. With Christ, I am renewed. I am whole. I have strength. I was weak and now I'm strong. I'm poor and now I'm rich. I'm no longer limited to those earthly things because I am created to live a heavenly life that brings heaven to earth. So my condition doesn't affect my position. My position with Christ affects my condition and therefore, I am blessed and you are blessed. So we praise God. Come on, if you believe it this morning, give Him some praise. And you'll find which one's leading which by what words come out of your mouth. We can determine and you can determine and your marriage can determine and your kids can determine and your employees can determine and the church can determine if we are led by our condition or our position by the praise or the begging or the grumbling that comes out of our mouth. See, what happens is praise lifts us into the supernatural. It changes your position. See, this man had a want, but really he needed to find a need. See, the man wanted money, but he needed a miracle. He's just looking at the wrong thing. The man wanted now, but he needed eternal. The man wanted help, but he needed hope. The man wanted survival, but he needed salvation. He was begging, but he needed to start believing. Some of us have been begging for far too long, and you need to start believing, and your believing leads you to praising. So it goes on, Acts chapter two, verse six. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of, come I say that? In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. See, he never got what he wanted. He got what he needed. But when you get what you needed, you'll find that you have far more than you ever wanted. Let me say it again. He didn't get what he wanted, just a few coins. He ended up getting something better, he got something that he needed. And when you find the one that you needed, it will always be far more than you ever wanted. So what does he do when he doesn't get what he needed, when he gets what he want, when he doesn't get what he wanted, he gets what he needed, he cannot help but rise up and start praising God. The very evidence of someone who focuses more on the one they needed than the things they wanted, they will have a lifestyle of praise. See, this praise I'm talking about, it's not just felt. It's not just thought. Praise has to be expressed. You'll see in a minute how he prays. It's not just an inward emotion. It's not a personality thing. It's a choice to be able to get what's on the inside must come out. I've heard people say, don't be thanks feeling. I I don't think that's right. Right. I think thanks feeling should be the universal emotion of all Christians, but it can't stay as thanks feeling. It has to come out of us as thanksgiving. It has to get onto my, onto my lips. It has to get out of my mouth. It has to get into my hands. It has to get into my body. It has to get into my environment. What's expressed on the, what's, what's felt and known on the inside of me needs to come out of me if I wanna change the atmosphere in my home and in my church. It's one thing to pray continuous, ongoing, silent prayers, but there's a whole other thing that changes your spirit and the atmosphere when you begin to have an outward expression of praise. You've got to get it out. Let me show you this in the very beginning. Genesis chapter 1. It says this in verse 2 to 3. Now the earth was formless and empty. And everyone say this. Darkness. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God. Feels like two opposites. There was darkness over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. He had to speak it, and there was light. See, there was the presence of God without the Word of God. But the moment the Word of God comes, the light pushes back the darkness. See, you can be a follower of Jesus and have the presence of God in your life, but not have the Word of God in you that moves through you and you won't see the darkness pushed back that's in your life. There is something about getting the Word of God not in you, but getting the Word of God through you that doesn't just see the presence of God in your life, but sees the presence of God through your life push back the darkness that comes to take over your life. That's the position of someone that lives with praise. See, we must go from this inward appreciation to this outward expression. It cannot live in our hearts, it has to live in our lips. The truth is, if you're here and you know Jesus, if you're thankful for His presence, has He healed you? Has He saved you? Has He forgiven you? Has He renewed you? Has He given you all that you need? If that's the case, your language and your posture has to every single day be one of praise because you're blessed, you're not a beggar, amen? Amen. You're blessed, come on, in every campus today, you are blessed, you're not a beggar. If you believe it, just for five seconds, give him a shout of praise. Come on, just begin to tell him, God, you're so good. You've got it in hand. You're turning it around for your good. I trust you, I love you, I believe in you. God, you're good. And the team, come on, team can come in every campus. Let's go. So he says this, in the name of Come on. Some of us just need to not know that name but speak that name. It's a name that does shift atmospheres in your home. It's the name that sets your kids free. It's the name that can restore things that everyone says can't be restored. It's the name that makes the way where there is no way. It's the name that owns the cattle on a thousand hills and owns the hills as well. It's the name that knows your every thought. It's the name that catches every tear. It's the name that's been with you since the beginning of time. It's the name that raises the cripple. It's the name that lets people walk into the abundant grace of God. It's the name that if you just utter it, you shall be saved and the saved shall praise. It is the name of... Jesus. So he says, in Jesus' Name, not our authority, not your emotions' authority, not your feelings' authority, not your doctor's authority. It's the authority of the Word of God, Jesus Christ. So Peter, verse seven says, he took him by the right hand. That's what Jesus does, he lifts him up. We'll put him on the screen if we can, Jesus. And immediately, His feet and his ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked, watch this, and entered the presence of God. How did he do it? He didn't walk in late. Didn't walk in with coffee in hand. It would have gone everywhere. Didn't walk in talking about the volume, the problem, the seed, the whatever. There's a posture. Didn't wake up in the morning thinking, oh, the cycle's gonna continue again. Didn't wake up going, I'm gonna repeat old behaviour in a new environment. No, there's something about this. When God lifts you up and you don't get what you need, you, get, you don't get what you want, you get what you need. When suddenly your position changes, He goes and enters a temple with them. Say with me, walk in and... God and watch this and all the people of the church saw Him walking and praising God and they knew that it was He who sat up begging, it's He who sat begging arms at the beautiful gate of the temple and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what happened to Him. There is something, when you walk into an environment, when everyone knows you were once a sinner but now you're set free, that now you were once a cripple but now you walk, you now walk, you are once once lost, but now you're found. You were once depressed, but now you're filled with joy. You seem hopeless, but somehow you've got hope. You've got a diagnosis, yet there's joy in your spirit. There's something that creates awe and wonder and an atmosphere of praise in the church when you walk in with praise on your lips and joy in your spirit because suddenly your position leads your condition because you're blessed, not a beggar. Amen. See, God didn't get you on your feet just to go on living your life. He healed you so that you could live a life of praise because that's what you were created to do from the garden to eternity. And it wasn't inward. It was walking and leaping and praising God. He was on the outside and now He's on the inside and the church start noticing. My prayer at the start of this year, we have some people that decide to take the charge for our church and walk in on Sunday a little bit bolder, a little bit louder. Maybe it gets a little bit messier. But we come in walking and leaping and praising and expecting, filled with faith, and all of a sudden someone starts looking and they start wondering, and faith starts rising, and heaven starts entering, and miracles start happening, and salvations increase, and we begin to see God do mighty things because you praise. But it's amazing as He goes through the gate. How? Praising. Enter His courts with? Thanksgiving. Enter His gates with Thanksgiving. Enter His courts with? Praise. That's how we enter. What's inside goes outside as we go on and all of a sudden everyone else notices too. Come on, stand to your feet in every campus. You know we're praising God today. It's not time to leave, it's time to enter in. It's time to remember you're not a beggar, you're a believer. He might feel a little bit crippled, but I tell you today, your position dictates your condition. I believe that as we praise Him, we begin to see things change in the natural. As our spirit lives our soul and our soul leads our body, I believe as you begin to praise Him in spirit and truth, your mind, will and emotions begin to align and then your body begins to restore. The windows of heaven open afresh. There's a breakthrough the happens Happens when you begin to praise? Do you believe it? So each and every day, because it's not just a Sunday thing. Let us start here and go with us each and every day. When He picks you up, as the Word picks you up, as prayer picks you up, as the goal of eternity picks you up, as the church picks you up, your posture is to remember: I am blessed by God. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I've been made whole and restored. I am an with Christ. I'm a child with God. I'm a priest in the priesthood. I'm a soldier in the army. I'm a king in the kingdom. So therefore, this is my posture. My position leads my condition. I am blessed. I'm not a beggar. So bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not His benefits. I will bless the Lord at all times, and His praise will continually be in my mouth. Come on, lift your hands right across this place, every campus. God, we give You glory for who You are. We give You thanks for what You've done. We give You glory for what You're doing. And we give You praise for all that's going to happen. We position ourselves in Your grace, in Your anointing, and in Your family with gratitude, with thanksgiving. We thank You that You know every need, and You know every lack, and You know every struggle, and You know every disease, yet You are good, and You are good all the time, and that You're renewing us, that You're turning all things for good, that You're making us new, that You're making renewed wineskins, that You're pouring in new wine. So we give You glory, we give You honour, and we give You praise. Come on, in every campus, we're gonna go right now, and we're gonna lift His Name up, we're gonna clap our hands, we're gonna lift our voice, we're gonna lift our spirits, and praise God, Amen. So come on, lift your hands. I pray this sermon has blessed you, encouraged you, and inspired you. You know, we may never have met, I may not know you, but God knows you. And I want to tell you today, God loves you. That even before you knew about Him, He loved you. And He has a plan and a purpose for your life. You know, so many of us do life on our own, trying to who can turn things for good and loves you. He's a father, he's a friend, and you can invite him into your life today by simply saying this prayer after me. I'm gonna say this prayer and wherever you are, wherever you're watching around the world, pray this prayer with me. Maybe you once knew God and you walked away. You know what, maybe he's getting your attention today to say, come back into relationship with me. Maybe you've known religion, but never a real genuine relationship with God. Why don't you say this prayer too? And I believe this can be the beginning I'm so glad you prayed that prayer today. I believe that as you did, the peace, the grace and the love of God comes into your life. You know what, the past is real, but it doesn't have to dictate your future. Let the love, the grace and the word of God go with you from this day forward. And I believe the best days are ahead for you. If you prayed this prayer, or you wanna know more, maybe you're on the journey, why don't you flick us an email so we can send you some material about following Jesus. We can maybe connect you with a local church near you that you can do life with, get good people around you. And we would love to pray with you. I'm so glad you prayed that prayer. I'm so glad you're on the journey following Jesus. I'm so glad you listened today. God bless.